This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, October 22nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. USTR says China talks moving ahead. Purdue, farmers will like biofuel plan and making headway on USMCA. U.S.-China talks continue. The U.S.-China trade deal that is supposed to boost U.S. ag exports and tear away Chinese trade restrictions still isn't finished yet, but a final deal is on track for finalization next month. U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer said yesterday during a cabinet meeting with President Trump. Trump has said that he and Chinese President Xi Jinping want to sign the pact in Chile next month at an Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit. Lighthizer said there were deputy-level meetings yesterday morning and that he and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin will be speaking to high-level Chinese officials on Friday. While there's still some issues we have to resolve, we're working towards that goal of finalizing the deal, he said. Purdue. Farmers will like waiver plan. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue assured President Trump at the meeting that farmers will come to like EPA's plan to offset past biofuel usage exemptions. Once they fully understand what you've done here, they'll be fine as they see it implemented, Perdue said. Trump agreed. Farmers, quote, seem to be very happy. They deserve to be happy, he said. But farm and biofuel industry groups and their allies in Congress have roundly criticized the plan since it was released a week ago, saying it backtracked on a White House agreement announced October 4th. An economist with the American Farm Bureau Federation explained the basis for the anger in an analysis that referred to the administration plan as, quote, an unbalanced approach for agriculture. The analysis details the impact of the way the EPA wants to offset the impact of past exemptions. The reallocation plan is based on volumes that the Energy Department had recommended for small refinery exemptions, or SREs, not the larger volumes that EPA actually exempted. The bottom line, the analysis says the EPA plan does little to restore the demand destruction caused by SREs and further undermines the RFS. Dems waiting on text of USMCA compromise. A group of House Democrats leading negotiations with the White House on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement met yesterday and will meet again this week, House Ways and Means Chairman Richard Neal told Agripulse yesterday. Lighthizer will likely attend the next meeting. We're making headway, Neal said. Neal is waiting on Lighthizer to submit him new proposals in writing to address Democrats' concerns with the outstanding issues. Trump's take, the president said earlier yesterday that USMCA already has the votes if House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will just put it on the floor. Trump said, quote, it's up to Nancy Pelosi to put it up for a vote. If she puts it up, it's going to pass. Senate readies appropriation package. Senate Republicans will try to advance a package of fiscal 2020 appropriation bills this week that includes measures funding USDA, FDA, EPA, and the Interior Department. The package introduced yesterday will include the Agriculture Interior Environment, Commerce Justice Science, and Transportation HUD bills that were approved by the Senate Appropriations Committee last month. GAO details attacks on land agencies. 
Employees of federal land management agencies were the subject of 360 public threats and assaults from fiscal years 2013 through 2017, according to the Government Accountability Office. GAO recommended that the Bureau of Land Management, Fish and Wildlife Service, Forest Service, and National Park Service complete security assessments for their facilities. But officials at the four agencies said that either they don't have the resources, expertise, or training to conduct assessments agency-wide. The GAO report released yesterday says employees have received death threats and had their personal information posted online. One law enforcement officer's residence was plastered with threatening graffiti. One BLM employee was stabbed outside a federal building. The number of field law enforcement officers has been declining, even though in 2014 the Department of Homeland Security predicted an increase in the rate of violent domestic extremist incidents motivated by anti-government ideology. U.S. to continue Mexican tomato investigation. U.S. Commerce Department has already reached a deal with Mexican farmers to allow for imports of the fruit without tariffs. But an anti-dumping investigation will continue nonetheless. That according to Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross yesterday. If the International Trade Commission finds that Mexican tomatoes truly are being dumped in the U.S. at below market prices, then the recently renegotiated suspension agreement will remain in place, including import requirements such as border inspections. If the ITC finds that there is no dumping, then the suspension agreement will be lifted and Mexican tomatoes will be allowed to flow in without any restrictions. U.S. needs a lot of help in reducing carbon emissions. A new roadmap for addressing climate change lays out ways global agriculture and land use could become carbon neutral by 2040 and a net carbon sink by 2050. But the study shows the United States would need a lot of help in reaching that goal. The plan, published in the Journal of Natural Climate Change, says, among other things, increasing carbon sequestration on croplands could offset the entire greenhouse gas emissions of India. Other promising ways to reduce agriculture's carbon footprint include cutting methane emissions from livestock through better feed and animal management and improving rice cultivation. Keep in mind, this is very much a global challenge. The study shows that Brazil, China, and Indonesia all have far more potential than the United States to reduce land and agriculture emissions, largely through a combination of reforestation and reduced destruction of forests and, in the case of Indonesia, peatlands. Brazil alone could have about five times the impact of the U.S. on reducing land and ag emissions. Farm loan demand slows. Ag economists from the American Farm Bureau Federation, Mississippi State University, and the University of Missouri will be debating factors driving the current farm economy at a Farm Foundation forum this morning in Washington. According to a new Kansas City Federal Reserve Bank survey, demand for farm loans has slowed down in the third quarter of this year, but volume remains high. Non-real estate lending was about 2% lower than a year ago, according to the survey. Here's today's He Said It. They said the farmers can't handle it. I said to tell them to buy larger tractors. It's very simple. 
President Trump describing how he says he responded when advisors told him U.S. farmers couldn't produce the quantities needed to meet the level of purchases he was demanding from China. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, October 22nd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.